All right. Uh, so they're going to come up and share a little bit um, about their experience. And they're going to talk from their hearts. And they're going to let God use them. And uh, I'm excited to hear what they have to say because I felt like it was a good week. I got a lot out of um, even just tween camp. Not even just tween camp. Especially tween camp. I got a lot out of it. Uh, so, yeah. So, does anybody want to go first? All right. Uriah. of camp was um, last when we everybody was with each other last it was like at night and everybody started laying hands on each other and um, there's a lot of people crying even Ellis and them were um, We also, on the trip, we <laughs> came up with a funny song. And I also had a lot of fun, and everybody else did too. And The butterfly. So I had a good experience at camp this year. I <clears throat> I made some new friends, like. F not from our church, and, and I made friends with Uriah and Rylan a little bit more, and just <clears throat> on the last day, it was just the powerfulest day, like, it, it was just really, like, mesmerizing, and I thought that was really cool. camp, not really worrying about the service, you know, just worrying about having fun, but I was, like, really excited for the service at the same time because, like, I knew Neil was going to be there, <laughs> and 
when I found out he wasn't there, I was like a little sad, but like I was still paying attention a little, but like once this other guy, his name was PJ, and he started like talking, and I realized that it doesn't matter who it is who's like preaching, it can always touch your heart if it's talking about Jesus and God, and on the last night, I felt like it it helped all of us a little, or maybe a lot. We started out like with like really fun icebreakers, but then it like turned serious, and we were talking about the torch, and if like you want it, you need to stand up. And then we did like a fire tunnel, and like a lot of people got slayed in the spirit, and we all touched hands on people, and we cried for like three hours, is what it seemed like. And I want to thank the people that made it possible, and Kate for being there for us and letting us stay up till like what two in the morning. <laughs> and yeah. Um, we were all praying and it was just powerful and I got slayed in the spirit and I didn't really know what was going on so um, it was just powerful and the Holy Spirit was there and it was awesome so the last night was the most powerful for me because everyone was just there laying hands over people and that just touched my heart because Okay, so Reagan came over and I was crying because she started praying over me and I just really needed that. Just the last night was was real powerful and Just like in the three hours, came in the car. Uh, when all the like all the teens, like we all bonded, like three hours and. When I first went on uh, the car, I was nervous and I felt. Uh, God praying for me, um, and it calmed me down. So thanks to all the people who were praying for me.
Okay. <laughs> So just watching the growth among the kids throughout the week was awesome because it was like <clears throat> first night at a service when we would be ending in prayer, they would all just kind of stay to themselves and just be praying. And then by the last night, uh, kids would be like going all the way across the room and laying hands on and praying for other people that they didn't even know. And it's just, it like is really powerful to watch. It's like, it just, just because it doesn't matter how old you are, like even the youngest kids would go over and pray for somebody else and, and like, I don't know, I, it's, it's childlike faith, I guess, because here at church, like all of us adults are in the service and we're supposedly so much bigger and better than the kids, but how many of us would be bold enough and brave enough to go over and pray for somebody else? Like, and um, during the fire tunnel, when, uh, after we were done praying for all the kids, uh, the counselors and adults went through, and the kids laid hands on us. And in my opinion, that was just as powerful as when we were praying for the kids. So it was, it was a good week, and uh, I'm excited for the teens to share. I wasn't obviously with them this year, but I, I got to see them at some meals, and I got to debrief with them one night. And so I know they got a lot out of it, and I'm excited to hear what they have to say. All right, this is Maya doing it. Because we had a great time at camp, um, and there were so many of these young kids. We're going to let Matt get a chance. I, I thought Matt was up there. Sorry, Matt. Um, matter of fact, let me, before I start talking and, and take up the next hour, let me have Matt talk. So I'm, I'm slightly picking, piggybacking off of what Kate said. Um, man, the fire, fire tunnel was just amazing. Um, being able to... Um, pray over the kids and just watch, you know, all of these kids just getting prayed over, um, hearing them have their needs met, and then also just having them pray for all of the leadership. I mean, that was, that was just impactful, and, you know, you just watch everyone, you know, all of the adults turn into babies, and it's all right, you know. Um, and, uh, but it was also just really amazing to see, like, from the start of the week to the end of the week, how much growth happened throughout our group. Um, just from like where at the start not doing a whole lot, you know, and and like the friendships, you know, it was it, they were little, you know, they were, you know, very, you know, in their groups. They, they, I, I'm comfortable with this person, but then, you know, by the end, you know, where it's just like they're including everybody. And I mean, it was just a really great thing to see the growth in them and, you know, being able to just watch how much improvement can happen when you are just spending time with God. And, um, if any of you get a chance to go to camp with us, you should do it because it will change your guys' life. I thought Matt was going to take longer to get down, but he was like a ninja. <laughs> just appeared. All right, so we're going to go into another, uh, another song of worship, maybe one or two. Song and then uh, the the three. Let's do two. Two, one. We'll see where it goes. But uh, <laughs> um, and then the young people are gonna get to share.
Um, like I, I, I was, but I was with the teens, and um, the way God wrecked some of their lives, man, I love it. I love it. Um, they, they come into camp, and um, all of them try to be hardcore, and they all try to think that, that God's not going to get them, but he does, and he, he tears them apart. Um, the, the, the amazing thing is we had seven new salvations from our group. Um, so we did a baptism there. And uh, we baptized young, it was on the, on the, the screen, but uh, so we, we just, they wanted to be baptized there. They wanted to, to make that our profession of faith. And they, you know, I said, you guys want to wait till we get back to Bellbrook? They were like, nope, we're going to do it today. So we woke up at 6.30, went down to the lake, and we baptized kids. And it was, like, it gives me chills because it's probably the most humbling, um, the most humbling experience I had at any camp ever was to see something from the beginning to the end. And, uh, like, I, I thank God for that. That was, like, my biggest camp experience to watch um, some of these people, like I said, just be taken over by God. So let's get up. Let's worship for a couple more songs, and then we'll, uh, we'll get at it. Yes. Take that mic right there. Amen. 
get up and they uh they start sharing you just keep playing i like the music it makes it sound cool we'll just get one till it works i lay this and this is a big passage for youth ministry i believe but it's uh this is what paul wrote to timothy uh, they believe it's right after he got out of prison the first time. Um, it says, teach these, these things and insist that everyone learn them. Now listen up, guys. Even you little guys. It says, don't let anybody think less of you because you are young. It says, be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in the way you love, your faith, your purity, until I get there. Focus on reading the scriptures to the church. Encourage the believers in teaching them. Timothy was young, but he still was tasked by God. Okay? So I, I just want to encourage you guys when we sing this next song, do you guys think about what God has laid on your heart and think about what God has tasked us for? This song check, check, is going to be new to the congregation, possibly, but it's called Another in the Fire. I know. Yeah. But I want you to know this is the acoustic version. Um, but it's just hey, as, hey. it's just as powerful. Come on, guys. Actually, the acoustic version is the one that I fell in love with. Like, come on, guys. It's just as powerful. So the congregation, the words will be up on the screen. Um, I know it's hard sometimes to sing along to a new song, but just really reflect on the words of this song because it is powerful.
first worship song, I was just like not really caring for it, but then the second one came, and the third one came, and every time I felt like a piece of me, like a piece of the walls, like falling down. So just the first night, I was really, really shaky. Not sure if it was because it was so cold in there or not, because it was really cold, but uh, the second night, I started praying for people, and that's the strongest when I felt the Holy Spirit, because I, I guess I feel the Holy Spirit when I praise, but I don't feel it as strong for when I uh, pray for other people. So, like, when I prayed for people, it just took my pain away, too. Like, I could feel their pain. So when I prayed, like, it just gave us both peace, and whoever I prayed for, like, like got up and hugged each other and cried. And when I prayed for Malachi, we were... I just prayed for him for like a minute, and we were both crying, so we hugged each other, and it, we were crying so hard, and, but I loved it how JP, like, I usually, like, don't like that he took our phones away, 
because I want to take pictures for memories. But I really love that he does take our phones away because a few times I would like, I was, I wanted to pull out my phone and like play a game or whatever. But because if I would have done that, friendships that I had with these kids, and just like the bond that we have, uh, it's a bond that I don't have with anybody else. It's the strongest bond that I've ever had with anybody other than my family. And I prayed for a guy whose name was Kyle. I mean, a few of us did. It was Malachi, Noah, Micah, Ian, me, and other kid that we didn't know. Uh, and this kid is like 19, 17 or something. And we all got this vision of his dad beating him, like physically. And every time we would say something about that, and like they were talking, like Malachi was saying, every time that your dad hits you, just tell him that God loves you and stuff. So I would, me and this other kid were the last ones praying for him. And when he got up, he just had this like light on his face, like this presence that I didn't see on anybody else there. Just this joy and peace that I know that he's never really felt before. And when we were praying for Amber one night, it was Thursday night, and we were the only group left in there, me, like us, uh, a few other people from another churches. And service was supposed to be over at 10, but we stayed there till one, praying for her. And when I was praying for like uh, this kid, Brayden, he wears a hat down like right here on his face. So you know, like you can't see his eyebrows even. And we, like his sister said that he has it down because he doesn't like the way that his hair looks. So during the service, like I was praying for him and like I had a vision of this, these words like popping up on a screen. I saw like the words depression, like pain, suffering, and suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. Um, so I prayed for him and I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to take off his hat and I laid it right down in front of his feet and just watching him stand there and crying and watching his tears fall down on his hat was a vision, like a picture I'll never forget. And yeah, I just really felt the Holy Spirit this week stronger and in a different way that I ever have before. And I didn't really have strong faith. Like we had to write down on a piece of, like a little piece of paper of how we felt like we were a week ago with God and I wrote 30% because I know that I definitely fell short of God for a while. And this the singer that we actually saw at Jet Freeze last night, because we all went bowling and went to Jet Freeze, we saw him there. And he was up on um, telling, because two years ago at camp, it changed my life completely. And he said, because uh, I was thinking, like, well, I got filled with the Holy Spirit two years ago, so... Why do I really need it again? I felt it so strongly then. Will I ever feel it like that again? And when he was talking, he said, maybe you felt like you were at 30% with God, or maybe two years ago, you felt like you had enough of the Holy Spirit. But then he, yeah, so that happened. And I got really close to God. I know everybody says that, but it, you do get really close to God. And it's a bond. And like, this is just week was about like relationships with God and our friends and family. So I just, yeah. Yeah, that's it.
Um, okay, so about three weeks ago, somebody who was very close to me was admitted to the psychiatric unit at Dayton Children's. And um, that was <laughs> really hard for me to go through with them. Um, just because we had been close like all of our lives. And um, so this year at camp, I think it was like the first or second night, I was, uh, I felt like a call to Ash JP for, to pray for them because um, I knew that they were going through a lot at the time. And like a few days later, it was on Thursday, I think. Um, I kind of got like so filled with the Holy Spirit that you know like the thing that some people do where they like fall on the ground and then they're like asleep in the Holy Spirit so that's what happened to me it happened to me the year prior too so um, it wasn't super new but like still really awesome to have happened to you and so when I was lying there I had this um vision. I was like standing, I was standing on the bridge that they have there at camp. I was standing on this bridge and behind me, it was like, um, like, I think it kind of represented like death and destruction. And then on the, on the other side of the bridge um, was a man standing in white. And like, the his clothes were like illuminated. And it was like lighting up the sky. And I started walking that way. And then I like grew wings. And um, and then the man told me, he said, this symbolizes happiness and um, everything's going to be okay. So that was, like, amazing to hear. Um, and there are a few other things that had happened. Um, one of the things that uh, Pastor George and Pastor Sarah were talking about were um, unforgiveness. And I feel like that's like a huge thing in my life, like not forgiving people just because there's like so many people and that have like hurt me and stuff. So like when I was sitting there, um, he had, a, they had us close our eyes and I had seen, I saw three pictures of people that I needed, needed to like forgive. And um, it was like three pictures of people. And then there was like a mail slot, like an old time like mail slot that they would put at the bottom of doors. And those pictures kind of like flew out of the door and that was just kind of like symbolizing me forgiving them and letting go of the past. And um, another thing that happened was um, JP was talking about um, giving, giving up our friends that we had at home because a lot of them aren't good influences. And like he said that when we get home and we get our phones back, I mean, each of those people, like, number them Joker 1, Joker 2, and Joker 3, and so on. And then, um, because we had grown so close with everybody else that we went to camp with. And um, I don't think I've ever had a, like, bond with anybody like that before. And it was just, like, very refreshing to, um, like, be around all of these people that wanted the same thing that I do. And to be, and to just like be in that environment for an entire week was amazing. And um, yeah. <laughs>
still have a lot written down, so you're welcome. Okay, so the car ride there was fun. We sang a lot of songs, like 99 bottles, all the way down to the last one. <laughs> um, our tire flew off. That was an adventure. Uh, the first service came, and I feel like I'm really loud. Um, I like, I don't, I feel like I don't remember a whole lot about that one, just because it was like the first service, like, <laughs> then Tuesday came, and during free time, Levi and I, like, weren't in the mood to swim, and we hadn't seen each other in two weeks, which is, like, a really long time, so we just hung out the whole time, and that was super, super fun. And then, but at the morning service on Tuesday, Madison had gotten a text about someone she cares about a lot. And then, all day long, I had felt like I just always had been Madison in my head. And, um, and then the night service altar call came. And, like, well, like, the night service came and we were at worship. And, like, God was, like, just telling me, like, pray for Madison, pray for Madison. And I was, like, I can't. So, like, during service even, it was, like, still there. And so during the altar call, I got JP so that he could pray for Madison just because I wanted to be, like, I wanted to be obedient and, like, not doing, like, not disobey. And then Wednesday came, and in the morning we had a breakout session, and the ladies, like, the lady just said, be an ambassador of God. And, like, just because of the few times I paid attention in history class, I actually knew what an ambassador was. And, <laughs> um, and so that night, I prayed for so many girls. And there was this one girl who had, like, Ian was like, will you help me pray for this girl? And I was like, yeah. And um, God just, like, told me, like, she does not like the way she looked. And I, like, really took that to heart because I didn't for a really long time. So, like, I didn't, like, I prayed for Amberlynn and Kayla and that girl. I think I prayed for other people, but I prayed for so many people, like, and I just laid hands on so many different people. Um, and that night, I also realized that, like, I cried more praying for people than being prayed for. Um, Thursday, it was really long, so, um, so, Thursday day, like, it was just kind of normal, and then that night, during the altar call, I was, like, the, George was like, or Sarah, was like, kids, we're gonna have you guys pray for each other, because we love to see that so much, and, like, everyone had gone to a person, and I wasn't, I was standing there, me and Lynn were, like, standing there just worshiping still, and then, like, I feel like Lynn walked away, but, like, for some reason, I was probably losing balance, but I, like, took a step forward. I made, like, I saw Tabby. So I, like, I was, like, stepping back because I was, like, I don't know why I took a step forward. And then, like, I made eye contact with Tabby and, like, started shaking my head because I knew what was about to happen. And then uh, she was, like, nodding yes. She was, like, mm, yeah. And then she came up to me. She's, like, you don't shake your head at me. <laughs> I was, like, oh. <laughs> so I, like, and I, like, I, like, laughed and, like, looked down. And then I looked back up at her and, like, I was, like, bawling. I'm, like, 
I was wearing a sweatshirt because it's freezing in there, and it was gray. And, but like that's not that's beside the point. But um, <laughs> there's like there's a point to that. But I just needed to know the detail. And like I just like put my hands up to my face with the sleeves over my hand uh, eyes and like cried for so long. And Tabby was just praying. And then, like, when I was done, I had this huge spot on my sleeve just of, like, tears. Um, but, like, while Tabby was praying for me, like, so sometimes, side note, sorry. Uh, sometimes, like, I just feel like I forget to breathe. And I, like, then I'll be, like, take a deep breath. And then uh, when Tabby was praying for me, like, crying and just hearing the prayer, like, felt like that deep breath. Um... And, like, and that, like, it just, like, felt like the deep breath was, like, telling me, like, God is there and he loves me. So that night, JP asked, like, a whole bunch of people if they wanted to be baptized. And, like, only six answered. And then Friday came, and we were all standing there. Like, I wore different clothes because I was like, I don't know if I want to be baptized or not. And I was scared of getting the clothes I wanted to wear in the car sandy. But um, um, we were there, and Madison looked at me and asked, like, are you going to do it? And I, like, shrugged my shoulders. And then JP said something, and I just heard God say, do it. And I was like, this whole week's been just obedience, like, obedience. Like, just be obedient. So I got baptized, and I was seven. And then when we were at the debriefing downstairs yesterday and Friday, Sherry had told me that, like, she had been, like, God had been telling her, like, I, like, I'm full, like, I'm whole. Like, it's good. Like, I don't know how she said it. She said something like that. But, like, yeah. I just felt like... I felt so, like, new. <laughs> um, my experience at camp was, like, the best week I've ever had. And before I went to camp, I didn't, like... I believed in God, but, like, I didn't have, like, the strongest faith in him. And there was this, it was Monday. I could, I didn't believe that it was going to be a good camp. But then, I, like, he started preaching. I was like, oh, well, this is going to be strong. And then um, when it was this, it was Thursday. I asked a kid to pray over me because I had, like, bad thoughts in, in my head, over in my life, like, suicidal and like I've had depression, suicidal thoughts and like getting bullied and when I was sitting there they prayed for me and then there's this guy named Pastor George he told me to lift my hands up and they held my hands up for me and like I've never had like an experience of God like that and when I got baptized it was after that 
on, it was about a couple hours in the car ride on the way back. I could just feel God so much to where I just started bawling and like I hid my face because I was afraid to cry in front of everybody because I, like in my life, I felt like I'd be the strongest person. And I felt like I had like be stronger than everybody else and that I couldn't be sad because I didn't want my emotions and I didn't want people to worry about me, but like seeing everybody else like having depression and stuff just made me get depressed and like seeing my sister the way that she was going through I just was sitting there having those suicidal thoughts having the bad thoughts in my life and the bullying about after kids heard and then um this wasn't at camp but it was like right when we got back I felt it so strong to where I just fell to my knees and started crying I ran up to JP and gave him a hug and I just sat there and cried for about three hours straight and like Okay, um, so I don't remember who it was, but somebody at camp, every time they went out to go eat at like a restaurant or something, they would pray for somebody there, like the waitress or waiter. And so like, we went to Bagger Dave's when we got back from camp on Friday, and um, uh, like I felt like God telling me I should pray for like the waitress, so I did. And I wasn't going to tell this story, but Kate, Paxton, and Anna were like, you have to, you have to, so I did it. Um, and then I forget what day it was, but it was they were talking about unforgiveness. And I felt that, like this message was meant for me because I have so many people in my life that I haven't forgiven or like I'm holding a grudge against them because of what they did. And... It was really hard for me to forgive these people when we were there just because I have major trust issues with people and just because of what the people have done to me. So forgiving these people and trying to trust them again was really difficult. And on the last night we were there, Thursday night, this guy, he gave his testimony and he, I think he's only like 16 or 17 maybe and he had suicidal thoughts and he started cutting himself. And he, he made a list like of, like of things he was gonna buy for the people because he was gonna maybe kill himself. And when we were debriefing that night, it really spoke to me because I started having suicidal thoughts and I, I, like, I was so depressed because I was getting bullied and like, my own stepmom was being so rude to me and my sister, and, like, we would say hi to her, and she would roll her eyes at us, or she would talk bad behind our backs and tell my dad lies about us, and we would get in trouble. And just going through everything I went through this year, and the, my family being, like, so far away from me, but so close and rude, like just made me feel depressed and at school it was horrible because I lost so many of my really good friends because of what they were doing to other people and just like really spoke to me I guess and that's it I guess.
before I came to church camp, I was, like, so depressed and sad, and, like, I wasn't close to God, and um, basically what Erlen and some other people said, they had suicidal thoughts and stuff, and when I went to church, like, the first night or something, I felt like I was getting closer to God every night, and, like, when people prayed, when people prayed for me, it felt like I was loved, and I had people there for me. Because I always got bullied, too, for being overweight and stuff like that. <laughs> and, like, on the last night when JP prayed for me, it really hit me because I started bawling out crying, and I had a shoulder to cry on because I never had someone there for me. He just let me hug him for like the longest time <laughs> while I was bawling out and it just made me feel good. And then the next day, early in the morning, I got baptized and after I just felt relieved and better. So I had a really good experience at camp. Um, we're not part of the youth. Well, we kind of are, but we weren't. We're not. <laughs> we're not. Um, we don't go to this church, but we came with them because um, we were able to. And I were mission. Me and my family are missionaries to Liberia, West Africa, and. Um, just over the past eight months while we were there, there's nobody like you. And so I struggled a lot with loneliness. <laughs> and I felt so trapped and alone. And um, when I came with them, I wasn't sure if they would like me or if <laughs> they would want to be friends with me. And so Tuesday and Wednesday, um, all of those, Monday, Tuesday, and most of Wednesday, I just... I didn't really know what to do, and I felt scared and kind of alone. And then Wednesday night, um, um, I felt God really moving on my heart, and I just, Paxton was one of the people who came up and prayed for me, and um, I was just lying in a ball on the floor um, from God. And, I felt him give me peace over a lot of things. And um, I um, was able to open up and be more myself because I wasn't, I wasn't really comfortable yet and I wasn't sure um, about a lot of things. And I was able to be more myself. And um, I'm really, really glad that we were able to come with their youth group because I'm really thankful. They, they took me and my brother in, and we feel like a family here. <laughs> and I just wanted to thank JP for um, letting us come and for being able to give us that time to just share how we felt, because 
I feel like a lot of times people are closed up and they don't um, want to get into all the details, but I was really thankful JP let us do that. And um, <laughs> I'm, I really, really enjoyed camp and I'm so glad I was able to go. The first day we went to camp, I, I went, the last time we went to camp, I got close, but then like the year we weren't there, I just like started falling. This week was really good for like all the teens and it was the first day I wasn't of camp I wasn't really expecting anything to happen but I just kept feeling butterflies and like I felt like something was going to happen so it did and then the second day, a bunch of girls like started praying for me. And like I could feel a lot of their pain and they kept saying how they can feel mine. Like everyone else said about their thoughts, I had that for the longest time. I didn't feel like anyone like liked me and I felt unwanted and like I w my life was meaning meaningless knowing that the the church is here for us is amazing because like not a lot of my family feels that way. Um, my mom is going through a lot. And she hasn't always been there for me. And a couple people in my life have told me that I'm just like her and I'll never change. <sighs> and then I'll end up just like her. And I'll get nowhere in life. Wednesday and Thursday, I felt a big weight lifted off my shoulders. I just felt more happy and peaceful, and I had a lot more faith. 
I met some amazing people, and I just feel like God like brought me towards a couple people because I could feel they were just like me. And I helped a girl I met. She was going through a lot. So... I can feel God right now, and I feel like he wants me to let him speak. So I'm going to let God speak. So on the way to camp, like, you know, when you, you meet new people and you're unsure, and you're like, are they going to warm up to me? Are they going to let me in? And I just felt that way when we got here. Like when we got to camp, I just felt like they were there and they wanted to let me in. They wanted, they wanted me to be a part of their group. And um, uh, the first night, uh, I was having a hard time entering into the pre presence of God. Then the next morning, there was an altar call I just knelt down on my knees and I wept before God. Then that night, we just started laying hands on many different people and I could just feel the presence of God all over me. The next day, I mean, that night, God did so many amazing things in so many different people's lives. For me, I've never really seen anybody healed right in front of me. So when you're in a moment where people all around you are being healed and they're just being healed from different things, neck problems, knee problems, different things, and it, you just see what God wants to do. It makes your faith grow into huge sizes and you realize God is so much bigger than you thought he was. One night we were praying for Amber. It was the night when all these different people were getting healed from different things. And we just stayed there just for a long time and just prayed and prayed and prayed. A couple of the people from our group had left and to go do other things, but a lot of those kids that were there, they, they just stayed and prayed and they said, we're not leaving until Amber is healed. We're not leaving until this demon is driven out of Amber. And the next day... The next day, I told Amber I could see joy. I could see happiness inside her life that I couldn't see before. 
she kind of looked at me and admitted that it wasn't true, but I told her that God has done something in you. <laughs> he put joy inside your heart that you've never felt before. Just, just seeing her be so happy in front of you, where on the way coming, she hardly smiled, she hardly, it was just, it was like, it's so different to see where people have come from and see how they've been changed and then see their life turn around and just see what it's like to see joy in people's lives. And I'm just glad I could bond with all these people because I felt like at camp there was a lot of kids on their phones and they, they didn't have them taken away. And I just felt really bad for this one kid. We would go to service, and he would just sit there with his hands in his pockets, and he wouldn't say much. And then when we would get back to our cabin, he would be there on his phone all day. And I was just like, I just felt really bad because I knew he was missing out on what God wanted to do. And there was a couple people that when we were praying for Amber, they stayed, like two other people from other groups. And... Just amazing to see how God brought us all together to do great things in His name and to bring us together, those people who cared. I have something written down in my notes that said, People don't want to listen to you until they know you care. I just felt like God was showing each and every one of us to care about other people's lives so that way you can share with them what He's done in yours. So the one, the one service, um, the pastor, and it seemed like instead of saying amen, amen, he would say hello. So out of fun and all, we were just like kind of teasing and messing around. And I'm just glad that Noah put joy in our hearts because we would be walking down a trail or something. And he'd be like, I see a tree, hello. <laughs> but it's, it was just a blessing to bond with these people and to see how much just they wanted to bring you in. They didn't want to just push you away or they'll, they're in their own group and they don't care about you. But they actually brought me and my sister and I'm pretty sure Kirsten as well was brought into the tween camp and she felt joy and happiness. So I'm thankful for what God was doing at camp and the amazing testimonies of mul multiple people around us. And it, it was just amazing to see what God had done um, we were also kind of joking around. Our squad was the real pink squad. Like, all the, all the teams had pink shirts, so we got pink bandanas and we called ourselves the real pink squad. But we ended up losing squad wars. And so <laughs> we were joking around that right now we might be the losers, but we're going to be the winners in God's kingdom, so... So like last year at camp and at Elevate, I like, like I didn't feel like anything really happened like for me with God and, but this year like, like something, like something was different.
there was this kid and that we shared a cabin with, and his name was Liam. And one night during service, he came over and he he prayed for me and it. felt like I needed that. And I always wanted to like pray for somebody. Like I've been able to pray for somebody before, but like I haven't had like any words to say to them. But there was this kid named Kyle um, that on the last night of camp um, I was praying for and I just, God gave me words to say to him. He was having problems with his dad. problems with my dad before too. So I just felt like I had a connection with him. And then I'm done. camp I had really fun actually it was actually really fun um, so first I want to talk about how um, the group was like really um, we all could trust each other and talk about how we felt and um, we weren't afraid to tell each other because we knew that we could trust each other and not telling um, other people at camp was my first time um, praying for people. and Malachi and we were praying for people who had pain and like all in their bodies and they were all going up and sharing it because we were able to heal their um, their pains and that yeah that felt good Another thing was um, me, Malachi, KK, 
um, Micah, we all, um, we were not very close to God before um, this church camp. And during the church camp, we could feel that we were getting closer. <laughs> we were getting closer to God. a good experience at church camp so um i was sitting down praying for this girl her name was lily um um i felt like she had depression and everything And all of a sudden, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit work through me. And God told me to pray for her. And I don't know what happened, but I started speaking in tongues. And then I went up to Levi, and he said, it gave him goosebumps. And then we were, when we were praying for Amber, I knew that we had to pray for her because we were praying for Brayden. And um, we went over to, um, I looked at Amber and I said, Levi, we need to pray for Amber. And then something told me that she had suicidal thoughts and depression. And she just started crying. And then we just sat there until 1 a.m., just sitting there praying. And then the light, when, um, when I got the Holy Spirit through me, telling me to pray for people. And when me, KK, and Kamayo were walking through to people, and I dropped five people with the Holy Spirit going through them. And just, that's all I have. back up here again because I was walking down and God told me that no you're not done because he has more things for me to say because he told me to tell you guys about because this kid named Kyle that we prayed over we saw me Levi Malachi and Noah and Ian we all saw him getting abused by his um, dad Mike I could feel what he was feeling because he and my brother would get abused by her grandma when we lived with her. And it just 
hurt me because how he had to go through it and he went through it his entire life. And that when I would get a, like abused by my grandma, I would like, always have like the suicidal thoughts. And before I moved in with my dad, I would always have like bad thoughts about like myself and having thoughts about depression and like I had very bad depressions where like I would have thoughts about killing myself. And we were at service and we, we prayed over Amber. I could just feel like it just like running through me. And like I just kept on like getting warmer and warmer, like I could feel his presence. And then we were praying about fear and about um, what we didn't forgive and the people that we didn't forgive. And I was sitting there and I was praying because um, my about my grandma abusing us. And there was this, and my grandpa, he was my best friend. Like I would always like hang out with him, but then. When he died, I was mad at God, and I was mad at him for a while. And when I went to camp, it just changed. And it was after I got baptized, like that's when like I just feel the warmth. And it was after camp when we, after I was crying, I went home and like was reading my Bible, and like I could just feel like coming over me, over and over and over again, and like. Camp changed my entire life because when I was, before, I was like a very bad kid. Like I would always say the bad, I would cuss and stuff like that. I would cuss. I would say, I'd talk bad and I would disrespect my parents. And like, I got grounded for doing bad stuff on, the, on our bus at school. And after, like, I had anger inside me, like, for no reason, and then when, after church camp, like, all that anger just went away, and, like, came happiness, and, like, I just started crying at random moments, like, I could feel him, and I, <laughs> I thought, like, about Noah and KK. I thought Noah was, like, because Noah's always the fun and games one, but when at camp he got like serious, I was like, he has more and he has more potential than what he thinks about himself. <laughs> and there was this girl named Lily. She had suicidal thoughts, and we sat there praying over her. And she just got up and gave me a big hug and said thanks and like. About KK, um, when I like, I never saw her cry because I thought she was like all this big and like person, like tough, and would not like cry over stuff. But like when I saw her cry, like I could feel that she felt the presence of God, and like hearing that other people felt the presence made me feel the presence. And like there was these, it was Monday and Tuesday. I could not feel it, like I was hungry for it, but I could, not, I could not feel his presence. And then, like I was sitting there seeing everybody else in there crying and worshiping him, and 
like, I was sitting there, like, I could not feel the presence. Like, I, want, I wanted his love and everything. I wanted to feel it. Like, I just couldn't, like, some reason. But when Wednesday happened, like, it was talking about the people that we didn't forgive and about praying over people, and that's when I started feeling it. And um, Thursday night, I mean, it was Thursday morning, um, these kids came up to me and prayed over me, and, like, they were saying a lot of things that happened in my life about the depression and about my grandma abusing me and about about a lot of things that's happened in my life, so that's done. So I went in this week trying to get out of going this week, um, <laughs> but I'm married to JP, so. But I had a really rough weekend trying to get home from traveling. I. Uh, it's wrapping up the end of the semester for school, so I have papers to write and exams to do, and I was just thought to myself, if I just stay home, I can get caught up, I could sleep, because there's no sleeping at camp. So I was just tired, and I honestly just wanted to stay home, but I didn't, I went. So the blessing that I got by going, and I felt like, how dare I let the things of this world pull me from the blessing that these kids got. Um, I'm more of a behind-the-scenes, JP in the spotlight, let him do, and I just, like, stand back and make sure everything runs smoothly and schedules are kept and things are working out. So I just want you guys to know that you have a church full of behind-the-scenes people that continue to pray for you, that are looking out for you, that are supporting you. So don't ever doubt that there isn't people here loving you and praying for you. We're just behind-the-scenes and doing our thing and you're just a blessing to all of us. And we've heard several times from these students, from these kids, depression, bullying, suicide. This isn't just our group. There's a generation out there feeling that. So the fact that we have kids that are raising up, that are getting filled, that are praying for others, that are just trying to bless the other kids in their generation, it's just... Keep them all in your hearts, keep them all in your prayers, and just keep supporting them. How are you guys doing? Are you crying yet? It's a good, it's a good thing to cry every once in a while, even if it's just in church. That's still fine. So I went this week with my mother as her assistant. <laughs> assistant to the assistant. No. Um, so I really didn't have like a huge, I didn't have huge hopes or anything. I just was going to follow her around and do what she needed. And so I, I was kind of planted in both settings. So in the morning I get to enjoy the tween service, and then in the evening I got to go over and enjoy the teen service. And to experience both sides was amazing this year. It, I, I don't tend to get to, to do that. Um, normally I would have to pick one. But this year I got to do both. And let me tell you, there is something to be said about church camp. And 
the things that you can learn and the experiences that you go through, the better people that we have because of it. These kids wouldn't just have that opportunity to, to be emotional and to be vulnerable with, with us any other time. They wouldn't just open up that door, but because of church camp, because of that door, they, we know more about our kids than we ever have before. We might have known certain things, but maybe not to the extent, or they might have just left it as like an unspoken or something, and we might not have been able to dive into it. But now that they see that half of their youth group is struggling with the same thing, they can be vulnerable and talk to each other about it. So I have a couple of notes, but um, then I'll move on so other people can keep talking. But one of the key points that I want to share with you guys from this camp um, was at the, the teen service. And George was our speaker. I can't remember his last name, but Williams. George Williams was our speaker. If you ever have a chance to hear him, definitely go listen to him. And he was talking about, in 2 Timothy 2, 20 through, um, 20 and 21, but read through 26, it says, um, it says this, in a well-furnished house, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets, some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Become the kind of container God can use to present any kind, any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessings. I think that's important um, because I think that's what we're developing in these kids is for them to become a vessel for God to use. We don't want them to grow up to be compost buckets of adults. We want them to grow up to be adults who love and honor and serve the Lord and pass that on to the generations that come after them. I mean, you look at all the, teen, the tweens, and even, the, even they are struggling with the same things that the teens are going through. And if they would just talk to each other and, and tell each other, hey, like, I know what you're going through. Here, I'm here if you need to talk at any time. But the thing is that we don't encourage, we didn't encourage them to say, hey, there are people struggling with these same things. You just need to say it. You just need to talk to talk about it. So I, I love all these kids. They've all made left a, a huge impact in my life. Being younger than me does not matter one bit. It, it genuinely does not matter. Um, but the impact that they've made is definitely something that will last. So that's what I have. So I know I already went, but I wanted to add something. So um, on, I think it was the last night, well, the second to last night, um, I feel like it was kind of like, like kind of like a night from like me to get closer to God and everything. But then the last night, it was just kind of like my night to go and um, help other people. And um, so on the last night, 
I, they had everybody go out and pray for people. So I went out and I prayed for a few people. And um, there were a few people that had, um, there, there, was, there was one girl that I went up to and she had her hand raised so that um, somebody would go up and pray for her. So I went up to her and I asked her what was going on. And then she just started like, she like broke down crying because she said there was stuff like going on in her family that um, was really affecting how she lived. And so, like, I prayed for her, and afterwards, she's like, as soon, she, she said to me, as soon as you started praying for me, I felt a warmth where you placed your hand, and I, like, had it on her shoulder. She said, I felt a warmth in my shoulder as you did it that just kind of spread out, spread out through the rest of my body. Uh, and um, after that, I was like, I didn't know that I could do that. Um, but there was, there was one night. Um, where Pastor, I think it was Pastor George, he had explained um, that we weren't the ones that were healing people, that we were just kind of like the mailman, and that God was like the company, and that we were just the people who like mailed out the Holy Spirit to everybody. So that's like, um, that, that really like impacted how I thought about things, because I had always thought that it was like, me that was supposed to be doing that and then and that like I wasn't powerful enough or close enough to God to do it and it's like it, it was just very impactful um another thing on the last night when I was praying for people I looked over and I saw Kayla just kind of like standing by herself she looked kind of upset and then I went over and I gave her a hug and we stood there hugging for a good like hour <laughs> Just like, um, just sitting there hugging each other and just like feeling that warmth and happiness and um, yeah. So I have more things to say. So um, before I left for church camp, I had thought I was gonna miss my parents. For a little bit because and then when we hopped in the van um Levi was comforting me and everything and so when we got to church camp I thought I wasn't gonna like feel the presence of God and then when I like got there we went to um hang out and do stuff and we went down and hanged out at the waterfront and then we went eat dinner and then we went to a uh, service when we got there I was like I was waiting, I want, like I really felt I wanted, wanted the presence. So when we done that, um, I felt the presence of God. And then um, when we went around praying for people, I, like when um, this dude, he had this like leg problem. I forget his name, but he had like this leg problem. And so we were praying for him and, and he said it felt a little bit better. So we just prayed again and told it, he said that it felt warm, and then he felt like this hot on his leg, and then it like made him, he had to share testimony, so um, it made his leg feel better, and then we went up and shared Amber's testimony, and that's all I have.
So it, I think it was Thursday, the night, the day after everybody was getting healed. Um, there was a lady who had severe scoliosis, and we kind of broke up into groups, and everybody was praying for different people that need healing. And some people were praying for her, and we were praying for other people in our group. But when she went up, she said, my back was feeling a lot better. Then everybody just started sticking their hands forward so we could heal her. And she was healed, and she just started going like this, moving her back around, and she just started to cry because she felt no pain. And the, 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 the preacher was like, is that normal? She's like, no. And she, you could just see the joy and the tears coming down her face because when you're there, sometimes thoughts come into your mind like, oh, they're probably just faking it. But when you see someone that impacted by stuff like that, it's amazing. And I don't know about the rest of my group, but when I got back from camp, I was so impacted by camp. I, I wish there was another one I could go to right away because it was so amazing what God did that it just really impacted me. And for a while, like, I would wake up and I would put off spending time with God, like I would wake up and I would go eat my breakfast, do my stuff, and then I'd be just like, oh, I can do that later. I can catch up with God later. But every day I would put it off further and further and I wouldn't end up getting to it. And so yesterday morning, I woke up and I ate breakfast and then I went up, uh, I saw one of my friends outside and he likes to go fishing and so do I. So I went outside and told him I'd be out later, but there was some stuff I had to take care of. And I knew that before I went to camp that I would have just went out there and gone fishing and would have skipped all that stuff. I would have pushed it back. But I went back inside and I sat down, I read my Bible, I prayed, and I asked God, lead me to those around me. Show me who you want me to bless today. And um, when you wake up like that and you think about God first and you put God first and you put everything else aside, it really helps you to stay steadfast. And I, I don't want to go away from camp and just be like, oh, God blessed me, but like I got changed and then I go back home and I'm, I'm still on fire for like a week or two days or three days. I want to be on fire for God for as long as possible. <laughs> it can be, uh, it's hard though, like, because there's so many distractions, and just by taking people's phones away, you see the real person. When you give somebody a phone in their hand or technology or anything, their whole attitude, their whole life changes. Everything you knew about that person is different, and like, just being able to see the true identity of the kids I was around and was just amazing. And so I'm thankful for that. And I just want to thank JP and Madison, who were the, the teen camp leaders, for pouring into each and every one of us and blessing us and encouraging us as we go about the week. And I just felt like it was so easy to open up to each other because of what God was doing. Like when we debriefed every night and we were able to open up with each other and some of us just broke down crying 
and we're just telling what was going on in our lives and just to see the pain and the hurt that was going through some of us that through camp we were blessing and ministering to them it was amazing and it was, I was just so blessed and encouraged by what God did at camp and so I don't want to just leave and just let that fire die down I I, I want to try my best for God to keep that fire going. So, already been up here but I this when I went back to the seat I felt like I had more to say so um I'll, when the past one of the speakers was talking about um oh forgiveness I just thought that was like a big deal that there's a couple people in my family and a couple friends that I haven't forgiven so um it was awesome to forgive those that I haven't for a very long time. And um, for the first time, I don't really feel alone. And um, every day at camp, when I would wake up, and like in the afternoon and night, God would just say, it's going to be all right. He would lead me down the path that I need to go. Yeah. When I went back to my seat, um, God wanted me to tell that because everyone's going through the same thing, like suicide thoughts and stuff. God wanted me to let everyone know that you are loved and I care about every single one of you guys and I'm always here. And I may not understand everything, but I will try to hope and like get you through whatever you're going through and I care about everyone like here and you're all beautiful and handsome just the way you are don't let anyone get to you God just wanted me to let everyone say that so I shared so I shared a little bit of my testimony but I didn't really go in depth about it but when I was sitting there I felt God just tugging on my heart to share more and more of it so two years ago at my 12th birthday party I got baptized, um, and I didn't really know what to think when I got baptized because I wasn't close to God. Like, yeah, I was a Christian, but I didn't have a relationship with God. But then two days uh, was camp after that. And before in the past, I just went to have fun and just to hang out with friends because tween camp, it never really taught you that much before. It was just like little stories about, I don't know, just stuff that didn't really matter. I mean, it mattered, but but, but that year I went, I didn't want to go for fun. I just, I just wanted to go for something more, something that I didn't have before. And God really wrecked my life that year. Well, yeah, like wrecked down the bad stuff, built up the good stuff. And... Neil Peterson was the preacher, and he's awesome. I love him so much. And that year, I started speaking in tongues, and I started uh, praying for people. 
and God was slaying people in the spirit through me just when I was 12, no, 11, something like that. Um, and after that, I was on fire for God for like eight months till Elevate, my first Elevate, and I was like still on fire for God, and then a few months went by, and I thought, well, I'm reading my Bible like every day. I'm waking up 6.30, reading it for like an hour, two hours. I just want to have a break this day. So I thought, okay, that's not bad to have one break. But then the next day came, and like what Ian was saying, I ate breakfast or whatever, pushed it off. I just kept pushing it away. And I fell into really... out with the wrong people, doing the wrong stuff. <laughs> this year really set me back on track. I was surprised that God would still love me enough to let me come back in to his love. And that's why I just felt so loved special and like when the song said there's another one in the fire it made me f know that there was another one <laughs> like me and I wasn't the only one that fell away and didn't I felt like I wouldn't be able to come back to the place that I was at with God because I would talk to God like constantly I would talk to him about everything like every little thing I would talk to him and then it just started to me not talking to him at all that's what this camp did to me. It changed my life. It really did. Love you guys. Um, I didn't really want to leave camp because the services were just powerful. And I, I just wanted to keep feeling the Holy Spirit, and I was disappointed because we had to leave, <laughs> and I felt like that, that I felt more love there. I felt like a family was actually there, and I felt like just spending time with God, and um, I just wanted to stay there to just feel the Holy Spirit moving and just praying over people. And um, I, I just, I really loved camp. And it, it changed me. share this but after I heard Micah's story I decided to like he said he was mad at God and 
I was too for the longest time because I had only, I was like, what, 10 and all of my life I was abused, I was lied to, and I was hurt. And he took one of the most valuable people from me. And I decided to hate him. As I grew up, I decided to learn about it some more. And I realized that he took her because she was not needed on earth. She was in pain and she just laid in that bed. And he took her because he knew that she had something else to do in heaven. And as I went to church camp, you know, I was still thinking about the people that that did me wrong and people that I didn't really like. And that night when that this guy that I didn't like because like last year he laid hands on me and nothing really mattered anymore and God was telling me, go over there, forgive him because that was in the past and now you just need to learn to love. Um, so God didn't necessarily take something from me and he didn't really do anything to me. It's just I felt like he did something to me just because of everything I've been going through lately. And I got so far away from God because I thought he was doing these things on purpose. So I, I started doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing with all of my friends. And um, being at camp this year was really meaningful and powerful because when I went to teen, tween camp, I was just like, yeah, we're here. We're not doing really anything besides eating candy and staying up late and messing around. But it's, Teen camp for me was way more powerful because I started to actually not just pretend like I'm worshiping, I'm actually putting my hands up, I'm raising my hands up, and I'm actually feeling the like Holy Spirit because when I was at camp this year, I started feeling the presence of God come back into my life. And, you know, that was really meaningful, I guess. share um and the first one was I felt like a lot of us myself included when we first got there was like well when we were worshiping well what if people think that I'm weird well then let me be weird then because like um it doesn't always matter what everybody else thinks of you in fact most of the time it doesn't and um it doesn't a lot of people I feel like um care about what they look like in their they're ashamed because they think they're ugly and I just want to tell you that you are beautiful because God created you in his own image and he loves you and um, another thing was um, for me I really felt like um, the power of prayer because I felt like I kind of 
like my prayers were dry and they were just going up to nothing. And um, seeing people get healed and lives get changed at camp really helped me to remember that um, God still does hear prayers. They're not just being shot up to people who are to him and he doesn't just forget them. He still does hear prayer because even though I have been praying for some people in our family who don't know Jesus for a really long time, that doesn't mean he just doesn't hear them. It just means that he's waiting to do it in his time. And I was really thankful for that because um, it was to the point where I almost wanted to give up praying for them because I felt like God didn't really care. But I'm just glad that he does and that he loves us. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm not going to like completely emphasize this whole phone thing again, but it's going to get mentioned. So at the beginning of the week, everything was dandy. And, and, and the kids that went to Elevate last year, it was the first, or the last time, it was the first time JP took everyone's phones and everyone had mixed emotions on it. They were like, okay, but we're not gonna like it. And then we go into this week, half of them didn't even bring them. They just left them at home and the other half were happy to give them. And then Anna, I had hers yesterday till the, or from Friday till this morning still. So for those that think we're addicted to our phones, you're probably wrong. You're probably the ones addicted to your phones. Anyways, so we start the week and everything was great. And then Tuesday, okay, there's a little girl at my work who I just adore, she, she got me, it's whatever, it's not whatever, but she's got my whole heart, and then I got, she is, has cerebral palsy, and then she has a genetic condition where she's never going to age past two and a half to three years old. Didn't know that, she is a handful, and not in a bad way, she just can't like process emotions or like sharing is a wild concept to her and, and you can't like walk her through it like she just has a tantrum as a three year old would but she's in my five to seven camp so she's a handful in that degree okay so I got a text from my co-director saying that Mia um was admitted to Cincinnati Children's Psych Ward for all of last week. And so, I have really big emotions. Not in a sensitive way, but I just, whatever my emotion is at the moment, it is a 10 out of 10. Whether it's like angry, or loving somebody, or just totally into whatever we're doing. So, I was all ready to love on these kids. And then I got a text about Mia, and I was just a hot mess for all of Tuesday. <clears throat> and it's just a mess. There was no, no not being a mess when it comes to her. So I took a great, I, I recognize that I took a big emotional step back 
not that I was not investing in these kids, but just like for my own self, I put myself on pause and I only focused on them. Okay. 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 And every night I shared a room with Maya and KK, which was a blessing. It was great. I got the counselor bed. It was wonderful. But every night they would hop on my bed and they would ask me a bunch of questions because their church life prior to camp was one Sunday here and like a dozen Wednesdays. And that was their church life. So then we get to camp and everyone's raising their hands and speaking in tongues and worship lasts an hour and a half. So they had a lot of questions. But I also, sorry, backtracking again. Walking into camp this year, I purposefully felt very spiritually ready to invest. Didn't know why I felt like I had to prepare like that, but I did. And then I get to share a room with these two and they would always hop on my bed and they would ask me a bunch of questions and I felt ready to answer. Like, and not that I never did, but I, I felt like I was giving the right answer to the degree that they needed. Okay, now Wednesday comes. And from Wednesday to Friday, this is usually where we were. Now, isn't it funny that my, my Mia, I, I couldn't help. And I, and I knew I couldn't help her, even if I'd been there. And I recognized it was probably a blessing that I wasn't at work this week. But then she would not let me go with, without being in eyesight. And that is much how she was. <laughs> like, if I got too far away, she was like, why did you leave me? I was like, I didn't. I had to poop. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just being honest. <laughs> like, but I was in trouble for needing to be away. <laughs> But it was great. And then, so we get through Wednesday, and we had our meals right next to each other. And service, we sat together. And then, and then Wednesday, I napped during free time, I'll be honest. But then lunch came, and we were together again. And at lunch, her and JP would always, whatever, have fake beef. And then she was, like, done with JP. And she was like, okay, I'm done. And, like, picked up her plate and walked away and looked back at me. I was like, aren't you coming? <laughs> and I was like, right. <laughs> so we left and did whatever. And then, and then Wednesday night came, our session of questions. It was great. And she was like, I think I'm going to sleep with you. And I was kind of like, I didn't want to shoot it down really quick. <laughs> but I was like, ah, okay. And then, like, we talked for, like, 30 more minutes. And then she was like, okay, good night. <laughs> Got under the covers. And, like, and it wasn't like a, it was a big bed, but it wasn't like a, we're both on our edges. Like, it was like right here. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and so we shared a night, uh, uh, shared a night. We shared a bed, still weird, from Wednesday night and Thursday night. And we were just buds. But it's just crazy to me how like Mia, and then I had Maya. And it's just crazy how God gives you what you need. It's not crazy, but it was crazy for me. <laughs> And going along with my big love, so being in teen camp versus tween camp, it's, di it's a, the diff big difference is like, with the tweens, you don't necessarily need to be like on top of them, but you definitely need to be where you can get to them. Whereas like with the tweens or teens, like you don't, like 
Like I literally slept Wednesday from like 1.45 to 4.45 and I got up for dinner and they didn't need me. But at one point I was in our cabin and like all the youth groups were outside of our door. Funny how no one had their phones in our youth group. And then none of the other groups had their phones at that moment. And just listening to the, I don't know, 13 to 18 year olds playing together, like that's just crazy. They, it would not have happened if they'd had their phones. It would not have. And like, and I go outside for whatever we had to go to next and they had chalk out. Like they were, had, they were playing with chalk and squirting each other with water bottles. And that just, if we'd had our phones, we would have been worried about getting our phones wet. Or they just would have been snapping. Like, it's just so unnecessary. Like, they went five days without their phones. Some went seven. Some of us can't get through church without being on our phones. Just food for thought. Also, one more thing, told y'all not to make lunch plans. JP has to get to work, but I got one more thing. So we went to, we, there was one day where we, they had like breakout sessions, like they got to pick what topic they wanted to go to. I had to go to the leaders meeting, oops. But they talked about church expectation versus school expectation. At school, kids and the employees, being the adults, are expected to not be on their phones and to show up on time and to be prepared for whatever's going on. And at church, it's no big deal if you're late. It's no big deal if you're just on your phone the whole time. And if you didn't read the chapter or whatever it is, you're not ready for whatever you knew was going to happen, it's okay. It's okay. But at school, you're expected to perform at your age. And, and it was like, it stated, I don't know what the numbers were, but like kids, and I believe adults, at church are treated like two or three or four grade levels below where they actually are. Kid, I'll say kids for the analogy, but it's for adults as well. Our treat, uh, kids at church are treated three or four grade levels below where, they're actu where they actually are in their life. Whether it's sixth grade, 12th grade, like seniors, it's, it's okay if you're late, we get it. You had something to do. In class, you would get locked out of class. Or if you didn't have something, you would fail. Like there were repercussions. There should be at church. Show up on time. My Lord, show up on time. Read your Bible. Like coming here and raising your hand and opening your Bible and then having your phone in your Bible doesn't count. And then going home and it being a task to read your Bible. Come on. Like something is wrong and it's not them sorry they want it they are so hungry why is youth group and kids church like we barely fit in the youth room we can't play in the youth room anymore on Wednesdays because there's too many 
just get hurt. Not that we're above getting hurt, but sometimes it's, you, ha- you have to go outside to play and we cram in, half of us are on the floor, half of us are just sitting on top of each other to listen to whatever JP has ready. I haven't been in kids church on Wednesday in a while, but I'm sure it's bumping in there. And I don't want to come to the adult because you guys don't want it. You don't want it. So do not turn to them and be like, oh, it's so cute when they come back. They're so on fire because y'all aren't. So let's pray. Let's pray. (laughs) Um, Ushers, come forward. I got it. I got it. You can stand up for 10 minutes. All right. Let's give. All right, so I got a sermon for you. I'm just, I'm just joking. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> but we are going to play this last song. And uh, as you guys sing, the, the, these kids, vulnerable. Very, very vulnerable. Very, very from the heart. Very from whatever. And you got to understand, you guys are in a church service. They were in church service four nights for three and a half hours, four hours at a time, two times a day. And they all stood in there. So as they start singing this song, um, I'm not going to have people come up. I usually try to make people get out of their seats. But guess what? You guys all come up here, all you young people, even you guys, the younger. What's going to happen is we start singing this song. And even everybody, Elaine, where's, is, that, is that Elaine back there? So what's going to happen is these young people are going to be in the crowd and they're, they're going to search you out and they're going to pray for you. They're not going to ask. They're not going to, they're not going to come up and say, oh my gosh, I think, you know, I really should pray for you. They're going to let God, whatever God puts in their heart, they're going to come pray for you. I'm going to ask a couple of you guys to pray for Miss Elaine. You guys go ahead. Whatever God's leading you to, you guys find somebody in the, in the audience. You guys search people out and you pray for them. Between where I used to be 
Let this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. Our Father, all of heaven rose your name. Sing louder. Let this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. Spirit break out. Heaven come down. Spirit break out Heaven come down Spirit break out Break our walls Spirit break out Heaven come down King Jesus You're the name we're lifting high Your glory Shaking up the earth and skies Revive we want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your kingdom here, King Jesus. You're the name we lifted high. Your glory shaking up the earth and skies. Revival. Want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your kingdom here. Spirit break out. Break our walls